0: Hey y'all, Double G here from Fight Game Media. I just wanted to talk about some of the bonus content we've been dropping on our Patreon, AKA Fight Game Media Network Plus. John LaRocca and I dropped our 1998 Royal Rumble Watch Along, which is a compliment to our 1998 Raw Review Series as we cover the year in which Stone Cold Steve Austin becomes the biggest star in wrestling. Just last week, Carlos Toro and Robert Silva for our boxing podcast, Pound for Pound, put out their monthly bonus show on the biggest upsets in boxing, heading all the way back to 1986 when Donald Curry lost to Lloyd Hunnigan. Carlos wasn't even born yet, so he was watching the fight for the first time, and Robert is recounting facts from that fight like it just happened yesterday. Also, don't forget to check out myself and Chris DePetrillo and our Karate Kid podcast, which is exclusive to the Patreon, as we cover Cobra Kai Season 4. Terry Silver is back, y'all, and he's looking for revenge on one Danny Boy LaRusso. Check out the Patreon at patreon.com front fight game media. It is just five bucks. Give us a shot. Your Starbucks order probably costs more than that. Now, on to the show.
1: Hey, everybody, it's In The Clinch, the MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. I'm Paul Fontaine. Alongside me, as always, is Ryan Frederick. And Ryan, the first UFC of 2022 is in the books. And uh, we had a early Fight of the Year candidate, as
2: your headline of your Monday morning roundup column says yeah that we did, which we'll get get into a mo- in a moment, but yeah it was nice to have some fights back this weekend. It's yeah. been a crazy weekend if you're like me, you know who's you know not just a big fight fan, you know aside from the fact that I you know cover it for a living, but also as a big n f l fan it's just been just i don't know, I've had an oh. enjoyable weekend, even though some of these n f l games have been you know miserable for some, but uh but yeah, but I will say the Cowboys loss made me miserable for reason, for certain reasons, which means, you know, the Packers are going to be playing Saturday night during the UFC. So yeah, I'm a little upset about that, but
1: it, I it had. Was. OK, so so Sunday morning, Saturday night, I think it was actually I looked at the schedule and I had a few bucks. So I put down four bets on the four remaining games and I, I took basically I took um Oh God, I'm blanking now. I know I got the Rams. I got, I took the Rams and the points and giving three and a half. I took, basically I took a 14 parlay on the money lines and I picked Dallas, but then on my, on my bets on the spreads, I took the giants um, you mean the Niners. and, and giving, getting three and a half point or yeah, the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. Get, uh, getting three and a half points or getting, what was it? Yeah. No, it was three points. So, i was looking real good <laughs> i thought for sure it was g you know they were going to get a touchdown in that last drive and they were going to win the game but i was going to win my point spread bet and uh now lo and behold dallas fucked up and um yeah they did not advance and uh hundred and twenty thousand fans at the uh Stadium there went home un- unhappy. Uh, obviously, it wasn't 120,000 fans, but that, that stadium prob- looked pretty packed.
2: It, it could have been, <laughs> it yeah, been, it could have been, I, close, uh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know what the capacity really is there, but I know WWE would claim 120,000.
2: I think it's, uh, um, I think it's like 85 or something with just seats, okay. but they sell a right. ton, they sell a ton of standing room only seats, Which, yeah. if, which, if anybody saw the video video of pregame and everybody rushing in rushing very likely those are all people who had standing room only tickets cuz cuz obviously the quicker you get in the better spot you have to stand i mean every time i've gone to either a cowboys game or wrestlemania or college football game in that arena i don't ever get there that that early cuz i always have a seat so i don't have to worry about all that mad rush but but yeah but uh yeah a lot of people there yeah, uh,
1: it's uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's been been a great weekend, like you said. Um, and yeah, unfortunately for you, you're gonna have to try to figure out a way to watch your uh, your Packers and watch the playoff and watch the UFC. I, I know you, you're you're a dedicated, uh, you know, journalist. So you'll you'll give um, you'll give UFC your full attention, and you'll just have to kind of follow the Packers on a second screen, right? Yep. Yep. And- yeah. Yeah. Too bad for you uh but yeah we uh you know this past weekend it was like you said it was uh, it was a great weekend and like uh- um we actually in case uh, you're not aware well i don't know if you're doing it on twitter i, I got it on twitter you can uh follow me at paul A. fontaine and i'm doing the same thing with wrestling but uh, in mma i'm actually tracking all the fights i'm watching this year because i know we talked about it at the end of last year like oh how many fights do you actually watch so i'm keeping track of all of them and i'm giving them all a rating my rating is a score out of 100 um, which you know you can figure out what the star rating is and you on the uh, f4w message board you're given star ratings which i I mean, we're basically doing the same thing. And we both had the main event at five stars. So, um, that tells you right, right off the bat, you know, just like last year, first show of the year, um, we, uh, you know, we got a fight of the year contender. And in this case, it was more of, you know, like kind of a traditional fight of the year. It wasn't so much of a one-sided beating, although it was pretty one-sided. Um, and ironically enough, it was, uh, Calvin Katar, uh, you know, on the right side of this one. unlike like last year where he was pummeled by Matt Holloway, Max Holloway, was a Matt Holloway. What the hell's wrong with me? um and uh yeah so he he got the united decision now i thought you know like the scores were you know pretty one-sided i I, you know the fight was closer than what the scores make it look like but it was still pretty decisively for qatar um got his got his shots in but um i mean we might as well, well we'll just get right into this um I the one thing I, I I thought was weird was Qatar was doing real well at the beginning with his legs kicks and then he just kind of stopped, you know. I didn't really notice him like outside of the first couple of minutes. He he kind of wasn't throwing the leg kicks anymore, um, at least not that I noticed. Maybe I just wasn't noticing. Like, what did you see that?
2: I mean, I didn't. I didn't notice. I mean, I didn't notice him kicking doing a lot of leg kicks early on anyway, but, but I mean, a lot of it probably was adjustments because of the fact that, that, you know, he constantly had Giga, Giga on his back foot, back foot. And he was f- easily finding that home for that right hand and those uppercuts and especially those yeah. elbows. I mean, I mean, when you're, when your punches and your, you know, are as effective as they were and doing as much damage as they were, uh, you know, like, uh, that kicks at that point yeah yeah no i mean you're trying to kick a guy who's constantly retreating away from you so you know just punch him (laughs) and that's exactly what cater did yeah Cater did yeah
1: that's probably it i mean just the fact that he was um you know was You know, putting so much pressure on him that he just wasn't really having the chance to uh, to to implement his game plan. Um, I think uh, the scores were fifty. You know, two judges had it fifty forty five, and one had it forty nine forty six. If I'm not mistaken, or fifty forty four was there fifty forty four. Okay, yeah. See, I scored. I scored at forty nine forty five. Um I I gave one round of ten eight. I can't remember which one. And I did give one round to uh Jiga. it was either the first or the second. I didn't write down my round scores. Um I just kinda kept track of my scores on uh Twitter and I kind of tweeted it out just for my own record, so I would know when we were doing this show that I'd have it and um and just you know kind of let my followers know you know how I scored these fights but um yeah i um but I mean it was you know like like I said one of the one or two of the rounds were a little close, but um the the rest of them were pretty one sided and like i said i i I think it was the fifth round I gave the ten eight but um, yeah, but yeah
2: 10- solid win for Qatar. Sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. I was going to say if there was any round, any round that was a 10, eight, it would be the fifth, the fifth. And I could see given Giga the second, but everything else was clearly, clearly. I think
1: it was the second. I think it was the second I gave him. Um, because yeah, I do remember it being 19. I remember seeing the stats at one point and I was actually surprised at how close, Um, They weren't strikes, but I mean, you know, again, you can't look at the stats and and Qatar was clearly landing the more impactful ones. It's like that Aldo fight, you know, like the end of last year where he was actually outstruck, but clearly won like all three rounds. Yeah, Um, this was yeah, this was more, you know, like I mean, by the end of the fight, Qatar had landed way more what they said, like in his last four fights, there's been a combined like something like 1300 strikes landed. Or something like that. They they said during the broadcast, like it just in some insane number like that. Yeah, but a lot of that was Max Holloway, yeah. so Well sure, sure. But I mean it was, you know, a lot of him too. Because this fight alone, like the two of them, they landed like probably close to four hundred strikes, right? Two
2: seventy two. Or through two, through two seventy two. Yeah, they they landed two seventy two. It was one, it was one forty four, one twenty eight for Qatar, which on paper yeah. sounds like sounds like oh, this was close. But Cater was just his the damage that he did. I mean, Chikadze's yeah. face was was an absolute mess after afterwards, and he's been yeah. posting pictures from the hospital with his eye all bandaged up, bandaged up, and everything, and everything. So yeah, it was it, you know when you look at the stats, stats don't always tell tell the picture of a fight, and this yeah. was definitely. More one-sided than I think anybody expected, so.
1: Well, and wasn't, like, Jiga, I remember at the one point when I saw it, like, he was actually landing, like, a way higher percentage of his strikes, too. So, that's, I think, why it looked more like Katar was landing that much more was because he was throwing a lot more. Yeah. Um. You know, he just wasn't connecting with everything. But sometimes even those strikes that miss, you know, do a little bit of damage, you know, like, you know, they, and, you know, you're, you know, there's somebody out there scoring it and judging, you know, did this punch landed and not land, but you know, you block a punch with your arm, you probably can still do damage. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you, you know, or a kick. Yeah. So, and, and that's the other thing was, I think a lot of Jiga's, uh, strikes were kicks and, and the punches, you know, they're lining to the face are going to obviously have a lot more impact. And, you know, visually as you're watching the fight, it are the things you notice more unless, you know, the kicks are doing a ton of damage, which in this case they weren't. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, solid win Qatar. You know, he's right back where he was, I think, before he before the Holloway fight. You know, I mean, losing to Max Holloway is not anything that people need to be overly concerned about, you know, at this point. Um, Max Holloway is the best in the world, in my opinion. So, you know, that's his one loss in the last, you know, three years. Or, well, and he lost to Zabit, you know, who is another one that, you know, does not... Uh, you know, I don't know if we're gonna see him again, but when we do, he's he's a top guy too. So uh but yeah, big big win for Qatar to kick off the year. Um and again, you know, like the the rest
2: of the card was I mean it Wait, was fine. I got, it maybe I got, good, but I got more I wanna say about Qatar and Giga real Sure, quick. yeah, go ahead. Real quick. First off, yeah. gotta give credit to Calvin Cater's team and his manager and all that. They went with the perfect thing to do after Max Holloway whenever you know we often talk about how how you know some guys get such a beating in a fight that it just alters their career and whenever you know a year ago whenever calvin cater lost to max holloway we're like is this guy ever going to be the same but you got to give the credit to his team for taking the approach of we're going to take time off we're going to let him fully fully recover and you know we're not going to rush him back rush him back if it takes a year it takes a year we're just going to let him recover and that was honestly i mean look at how good he looked on saturday night i mean the you got to give credit to his team just for letting him just recover recover and get back back to a place and not rushing him back rushing them back which too many fighters rush back from from beatings and they're not the same ever ever so i mean just so you got to give credit to his team and then giga chikadze i mean what a just after spending 10 days Talking about how he should have got the shot at Alexander Volkanovsky and not even talking about this fight at all and how I mean his entire last two weeks was talking, to, talking about how he deserved the shot against Volkanovsky and how how a Korean Zombie didn't deserve deserve to be the feeling. he should have been the fill-in and then he goes and has this you know has this loses this fight I mean I mean were you did you lose your focus on this fight did you you know did you just overlook Cater? but he was also still talking about Afterwards, you know, posted on social media that, that, you know, he's still the, he's still the best featherweight in the world. And just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) Giga Giga tried to start this whole, his start running his mouth a little bit and maybe it cost him, cost him some, you know, even Volkanovsky and the zombie were just kind of made comments, you know, um, about him after the fight. So, so just don't ever, don't talk about, you know, deserving a title fighter, deserving to be a replacement when you have a fight, coming up because you often tend to lose focus if you're looking if you're looking too far down the road so so but yeah just i just wanted to bring those two things up
1: oh absolutely yeah and and actually it reminded me of uh of something um the th- this crowd um i don't know how many people there were in the apex like uh 30 probably you know was it just that few it sounded like 200 and every single one of them was there for Calvin Katar. <laughs> um, they booed like crazy for Giga through his whole entrance and then cheered for Katar. Um, and then even earlier in the show, um, Bill Algeo cut a promo and he referenced the main event. And and you could tell right away it was like, oh, yeah, this whole crowd is there for Katar. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I said, however many there were, they they were loud and they they loved Katar and they hated Giga. Um and yeah, I just I thought that was notable and, and it was kinda of funny. Listening to it again, it was it sounded like a lot more than it was and it really added to the fight, yeah. I thought. Yeah. And Jika, you know what? Like you're not wrong about, you know, like, you know, him smack talking ahead of the fight and afterwards and everything. But, you know, credit to him for, you know, I guess for not going down because some of those shots, um, you know, would have knocked out a lot of people. And he, you know, and there's a couple of times where he looked like he was out on his feet and he kept going. You know. <laughs> his,
2: his corner probably should have stopped after the fourth round, to be honest.
1: Yeah, maybe. You know, and then yeah, and then he took a ton of damage in the 5th. Um yeah. so, you know, and he could have been he could have been um, you know, hurt like really bad. So, yeah. and you know, I guess kind of probably was.
2: Yeah. I'm a, I'm going to say this real quick well, since you brought it up, the fan, fans in the Apex. I don't know if it's just me or not, but I think I've officially hit the point where I'm bored with these Apex shows. I want to – maybe it's just – I just I just feel like, you know, I want to see all these shows in front of crowds. Maybe it's just, you know, the crowds have been so good and so lively. It's just yeah. – I don't know. Just the, the – now that we've seen, you know, months and months of, you know, granted they're pay-per-view events, so they've been big, just months and months of fans in the building. It kind of makes you – know, I, don't, I don't know. It makes a difference to me to me now. I'm just kind of just like – it's been two year two years. I feel like I just feel like these empty arenas or these shows with fifty fifty or a hundred fans in attendance. It just kinda feels like to me it's run their course, but that's just my opinion on that. So
1: No, I you know, I, I I hear you and and you know, I didn't really think about it, but that may have something to do with how I was feeling about this show, you know, watching it, you know, halfway through the f- through the card and you know we hadn't had it had a finish yet and you're watching these fighters in an empty building you know in front of you know hardly no fans and not really making any noise the ones that were there because they didn't really care about anything but calvin qatar um you know so yeah i mean i could see it um what you're saying and really you turn on any other sport like you're watching the nfl playoffs and it's you know, like it's exactly you know like it was two years ago. Yeah, um,
2: watching you know, a basketball game or a hockey game, yeah. hockey game in the mm-hmm. U. in the U.S. at least. I mean, in the U.S., yeah, in the Canada,
1: it's empty buildings. Yeah. Or yeah, or an NBA game, unless you're in Toronto, yeah. um, Toronto. Okay, so they finally got the crowd noise bit worked out, where they're playing the canned noise. But I I could watch a couple of those shows where they didn't even have the crowd noise going yet, and man, that was depressing to watch. Yeah, um, been- and you know, and the players are. Uh, You know, you don't even know who's going to play because of the protocols. And that's another story that, you know, with this show that we, you know, maybe should talk about, but yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, let's, they, I don't know why, why they're still testing people. Um, You know, if, obviously if you're sick, you need to be tested, but if you're, if you're not sick, I don't know why they're testing. I really don't.
2: Maybe. And maybe my apathy for these apex shows are kind of like, because I know for a fact, like, they're not gonna be done with uh, done with them if 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 you know if March twelfth was the last show and they were going back full time on the road starting with this London card London card I mean maybe I mean I wouldn't be so indifferent but I know that they're doing. London and then they're doing Columbus and then they're doing Jacksonville for the pay-per-view. But then the very next show show or two or three are back at the apex. So it's like, uh, it's just kind of, you know, it's just this, I don't know. I just kind of, I don't know. I'm feeling it's gotta be money, right? Um, I mean, I mean, I think like the, they're not
1: like they don't have the expenses when they when they have to bring the octagon somewhere else. I mean, yeah, they're going to sell tickets in those buildings, but um, they're also got to pay the fighters. And I mean, they got to pay the fighters either way. But yeah. maybe they're thinking that, you know what, the between moving the, you know, bringing all the production people out there, bringing the octagon, all that stuff. It's, you know,
2: maybe it's a wash. And uh, they might as well just keep it in house. Like it could be that, but a lot of times they get site fees for stuff like that. They have yeah. deals for ho- hotels where the hotels are basically, you know, I don't want to say comped, but they're not. They're not spending. Yeah, yeah, spending yeah. the same amount of money as we, as you and I would. I would. I mean. I mean the gate the gates, I looked at the gates ever since the ESPN era started. The gates have all been well over six hundred thousand dollars. They have had a gate under six hundred thousand okay. dollars. So I mean so you know, even for these, you know, small fight night shows like in Wichita, Kansas or, or Charleston, South Carolina, they're still getting they're still getting, you know, you know, six hundred thousand to a million minimum on these on these gates. So uh, so I I actually Maybe think it's just... I think they're actually leaving more money on the table staying at the Apex now. Okay. You know, spe- maybe spe- it's just they, maybe it's just, maybe it's just
1: easier and, yeah. and it's easier to control everything when, when it's under their own roof. Maybe.
2: Yeah, there's got to be a reason. <laughs> there's uh, there's got to be a reason. I think the reason is they just don't. They just they don't have the ability to go everywhere worldwide. So they, you know, okay. it's it's Fair. like just don't want to. Yeah, you, they don't burn through their their U.S. markets. I mean, you know, like we talked talked about. I mean, you, they have certain markets that get shows every year, and then they have markets that get shows every five years and you know or three years. And you know, when you if you're trying to run 42 events in the U.S., you're you're gonna you know be going back to the same same you know venues you know year after year and I don't think they want to burn out plus I think it's a hot ticket right right now right now you know I think they can oh, kind of yeah. go anywhere and and sell so just because well i'm sure once they're
1: able to go to canada they're you know they'll do their three shows and and they i don't know if they'll sell out but they're going to do really nice gates um you know in wherever they decide to go you know whether it's edmonton vancouver halifax you know wherever they decide they want to go i know i I think they owe a
2: couple cities ottawa maybe yeah, I'm just, I think. I'm just, we see just all these pay-per-view shows, granted they're, they're big and just the crowds. Yeah. And then you go back to these, these apex where, you know, you know, they have people, there making noise, but it's just not the same. It's just not the same. No, no, you know, Just, no. and I'm kind of just over, no. it, over it, you know. And it looks, and it's the visual too, right? Like, you know, yeah, the, that, the
1: same building, the same, you know, yeah.
2: It feels like so, these, yeah, events, so that, it feels like these events don't matter in the long run as opposed to the one other ones. Yeah. So. But anyway, enough of that. True enough.
1: I think I think we're going to go look back at this era in a couple of years and be like, oh, my God, I can't I can't. I'm so glad we're out of that. Um, in fact, you, I think you're already doing that. Um, all right. So the uh, the co-main <laughs> um, and I, I made the tweet, you know, nothing says co-main of a UFC of UFC uh, fight night like a blown up middleweight uh, who has to cut to make 265 going up against a guy that you know was in bare knuckle fighting a couple years ago uh jake collier and chase sherman and man we've had our fun with jake collier uh, over the uh 14 months or so that we've been doing this show but uh got a big win here um you know and and really like he lost a split decision in his last fight some people thought he won um he could be on a three fight win streak if, if not for that um you know i uh i did not have a submission by um by uh, Jake Collier on my bingo card for twenty twenty two i think I, I, I don't know what to say about this one i think you think good. him
2: i think him by submission was like i thought i read something like plus eleven hundred so so yeah so i mean well he uh,
1: his last submission was like eight years ago seven and a half years ago yeah um and he actually won the LF, the r f a middleweight championship r f a that's how long ago that was. The RFA doesn't even exist anymore, um, and uh, yeah, his last fight before he went into UFC, and uh, I, one of our subscribers who's probably listening, um, you know, shout out to James. Um, he was. Uh, he had seen my tweet and he didn't really understand because he didn't realize Jake Collier used to be a middleweight. And then I sent him a picture and he's like, good Lord. Like, uh, there was a, from the weigh-ins of, uh, of his fight with Vitor Miranda. Um, and I mean, it doesn't even look like the same guy. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. Like he, he, like he's fat. Uh, but you know what, he got the win. I mean, he, uh, I would guess you could call it a takedown. It was more like, uh, he kind pushed, of fell into a takedown, and he
2: pushed Sherman to the ground. It was like literally, like yeah. it's literally like a bully push, push. You know, like, yeah. like how you used to get pushed by. Pushed by a guy bigger than you in high school, you know you push you like he literally pushed Sherman to the ground and got on top and when landed the big elbows to cut Sherman open. And of course, Sherman is lost on the ground. Ground as we've seen before, gave up his back and the rear naked choke was just too easy there, easy there. But yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a solid win for Collier. So I mean, you know, if he can have fights like this, this even as a blown up heavyweight, heavyweight, yeah, they're, they're worth watching
1: yeah yeah no this this was fun um you know, and uh you know and a nice win and you know and it was a much needed uh finish, you know, like we only got two of them on the show um and uh you know it was uh it was a it was a nice you know big high profile win for for collier and uh chase Sherman, I don't know what to say about him um you know he's kind of been up and down and that was his third straight loss, so he's probably done um collier after the fight he called out Andre Arlovsky, which is one of the guys that. You know Chase Sherman has lost to recently, um and uh you know I don't know I don't think they're going to make that fight, but
2: uh, they I, might. I could see it happen. Um, I mean, they just booked Orlovsky for the upcoming Houston show, so so I mean, okay, you know, if he if Arlovsky wins, I mean it, it's it's a natural matchup because kind of yeah. he's kind of the guy you would want to book Arlovsky against at Arlovsky's age and his level at now, so it makes all the sense in the world, yeah.
1: Yeah, I just see uh, in your column you picked uh, Collier to fight the Arlovsky vandor a winner. I just, I, I almost think that we'll probably see Collier before that fight would even happen. Um, you know, well, that fight's I mean, just happening no like
2: in less than a month. So, oh, is it okay? Yeah, okay. It? it's I on, did, on yeah, February twelfth. How yeah, so. Houston was? Yeah. Okay,
1: that's oh yeah, that's two seventy one, right? Yeah. Yeah so okay yeah so yeah maybe i mean i think collier just you know what uh you know try to stay close to uh you know 280 and you know wait for somebody else to uh fall out of a fight because he'll probably probably get another fight if he wants it but uh, otherwise yeah he can just uh or you know even go to houston and you know see if something happens to either one of those guys he can take that fight um but yeah uh you know nice nice story nice win for collier uh former rfa middleweight champion um and then we got you know pretty good fight uh the which i think was you know like this was really i don't know why this wasn't the co-main event um the brandon roy val and rosario bontoran fight um it was i don't know some people said it was a robbery i, I it wasn't a robbery um roy val won a split decision um you know it was i i, I scored it 29 28 for roy val um I know that some people had uh, Roy Bontero in up 2018 going into the third. And, you know, and maybe Roy Val thought that, you know, he might have needed a finish because he really turned it on in the third Um, and, uh, you know, completely dominated the third, Um, you know, not a 10-8 or anything, but uh, it was, uh, you know, these are two uh, top, what we said last week, top six flyweights. Yeah, something Um, like that, yeah. There. yeah and roy val you know i think he uh he was a guy that you know was real close to getting a title shot at one point before he lost to brandon moreno um and uh you know and then he lost another one really needed to win here um and he got it and uh yeah it was a it was a good fight um i don't remember what he said in his post fight um i might have been fast forwarding to get to the collier fight <laughs>
2: um but uh yeah it was a, it was a good fight yeah, it was, it was really good. Not a great fight, but a good it, one. It was really, it was yeah. really good. I thought it was the second best fight on the card, on the card. And uh, yeah, I would, I would tell anybody who thinks that Bonturin definitely won the first. I would suggest you go back and actually rewatch the first, maybe, maybe a couple times, because, because you know, there's a lot of people that will say, yeah, ta- oh, he got multiple takedowns, so he yeah. won the first, but, but. Uh, he didn't do anything from the top and Royville's activity on the bottom was just absolutely insane. And enough to, you know, enough to sway that round in my eyes. And a lot of people who, who watch a lot of MMA, like, like, you know, Kaposa, Krabaka, Hitman, however you want it, he, he went back and rewatched the first. He's like, Oh yeah, Royville definitely won that, won that round. And I mean, in, and the media scores were 80-20 for Royville. So, I mean, a lot of people... Okay. You know, your your vast majority thought Royville won, and I had the first and the third for him. For, mean, I think Bontarine def, yep. definitely won the second. He, he landed more and had four takedowns, and Royville wasn't as active from the bottom as he was in the first. But, uh, yeah, it was a really, really good fight. Just a lot of scrambling, a lot of activity on the, gr- on the ground, and, and uh, I would say both guys look good. Look good. I don't think Bontarine loses a lot in losing this fight and Royville gains a lot because is a really tough guy yep. I mean, the guy had only lost three times in his career coming into this fight
1: yeah, no, I agree. And I looked up my uh, scores and I actually had it as the second best fight on the card, too. Um, I gave it a 70, which is basically three and a half stars. So, um, yeah. And then an- another good fight was um, was the other flyweight fight, but women's flyweight, um, Caitlin Kagan, and Jennifer Maya. Now, you had sent me a message before this fight and said, oh, Caitlin Kagan actually had an exciting fight. So I was expecting a, a finish. I didn't get a finish, but I got a pretty good fight. Um, You know, and a really good performance from Caitlin Shikagian. She. it was in a way it was kind of similar to um the the main event just not quite as dominant but she it was just her constantly just putting pressure on maya um maya was you know stayed in there and she wasn't really close to being finished ever Um uh, but kagan just you know just non pressure and uh you know got the unanimous decision yeah um I, yeah, I didn't, I, I don't know. I didn't, wouldn't said it was, I wouldn't have called it exciting, but it was much better than I most. said it was, a, I, think I, I, said gave,
2: a, I think I said it was a good fight. Yeah, I actually have a good, UK okay, fight. Not in it, so okay, he's okay, exciting. Okay. So, so, I, but yeah, I actually scored it 29
1: 28. Um, I, I don't know which round I gave Maya, but I was just looking at my scores. Um, but uh, it was, uh, I don't know if that's a reasonable score or not. But
2: I could see you giving Maya the, you the third. Right. Maya the third because she was getting okay. really aggressive early. But yeah. But yeah. I th- okay. Uh, yeah. You had a
1: 30-27? Yeah, I had a 30-27 okay yeah but it was uh yeah it was a it it was a good fight yeah Yeah. um and you know she i don't know exactly where she goes i mean if she gets enough wins i guess she'll get another title shot but i mean she's yeah she's won three in a row now uh but you know she got knocked out by jessica andrage
2: or what or the more likely scenario was this was, was her last ufc fight oh really yeah. She doesn't Take have to Yeah. This is the last five hundred contract and they didn't offer oh. a new they didn't offer a new one new one before the fight, which is not the best sign because usually people they want to keep, they'll offer a new they'll offer a new deal before the last fight. And they didn't offer a new deal. So which tells me that if if she lost, they were just gonna they were letting her go. Now with her winning I would say it's fifty fifty whether she comes back or not because she's just in a real real weird spot in, in the division. Yeah, so can't really give well, her yeah because you can't really give her another title fight against Shevchenko. We've already seen it. seen It, it wasn't even a cl it wasn't a close fight, a close fight. And you can't really book Chikagian against anybody you want to build for Shevchenko because Chikagian, this is a very good odds that she'll win. So I mean, she's kind of just like you know it's she's in a. She's not in the best position right now, and her being going yeah, to she, free ag- free agency, I don't think she has a whole lot of leverage. And I could easily see her just jumping to Bellator, her fresh start, and just you know going mm-hmm. after that title.
1: They'll probably, you know, pay her a lot lot of money if they're still doing that. Um, and uh, you know, give her, you know, she'll she'll get a title shot pretty quick uh in Bellator. I mean, they don't really have much of a flyweight division. Juliana Velasquez is the champion and you know of course they've got um uh blanket on her name, the Hawaiian girl. Um, Ali McFarland. Ali McFarland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why why I blanked yeah. on that. Yet. Yeah, I really
2: like her fight. I just haven't seen her in a while. Yeah, um, I, yeah, yeah. If I was a betting man, I would say this was probably Chikageen's last UFC fight. Yeah, she just
1: looks honestly like I'm just looking at her picture right now and she just looks like a Bellator fighter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's yeah. not a knock on Chikage she's she's a no. really good she's really good fighter. It's just there's not really a position for, you know, her honestly her her position in the UFC is just she's not in a good spot. I mean, so it's probably just no. better off to, you know, if she wants to be a champion, she's probably just better off just leaving, so you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so um, we'll see what happens with them. And yeah, Jennifer Maya, you know, kind of in the same position, except she actually lost. So, um, you know, I I guess she would have been the more likely one to possibly get another match with Valentina since she took a round from her. But, um, you know, I don't think anybody's really clamoring to see a rematch there either. Um, And then our our other finish on the card was um, a lightweight fight. Vyacheslav Borshev and Dakota Harry Bush, which believe it or not, uh, Buffer did not say his nickname. <laughs> I, I was waiting for it. But. They were told not to. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, and yeah, this was a nasty liver shot uh, from Borshev um, to uh, to to just cripple uh dakota bush uh three three minutes 47 seconds into the first round um it, it was it kind of like looked fairly competitive before that um then you know just when he hit that shot i mean it was over um yeah. you know and that's what happens you get that well-timed liver shot and that's it you yeah. know and that's kind of what i think a lot of people are expecting in the main event but yeah. never happened yeah i mean but from bush- giga
2: yeah, Bush got a couple of uh, takedowns and he actually hurt hurt uh Borshev yeah. with a knee early, but Borshev, you know, got up from that second takedown, landed a knee to the body body like as they were breaking I looked to do a little bit of damage to Bush, and all of a sudden that left hook to the liver and it was done it is done, you know. The old boss rooting special. His favorite strike is the yep. liver strike, so yeah
1: yeah and bush looked like he dropped like he'd been shot yeah um you know got up he was okay but uh i don't think he knew what hit him uh, and it was one of those delayed reaction ones too where you know it just kind of oh, oh and then just right down and yeah big win for borshev um he had a nice promo afterwards i don't really remember what he, too much about what he said just other than the fact that he was real happy and it was pretty entertaining um you know and he's a he's a young guy you know six and one you know very early in his career um you know usually guys aren't in the ufc at this point i mean he's not young he's 30 but uh he's got a great nickname too slava Claws. um but uh yeah he came off the contender series you know where he you know had a you know 28 se- 28 seconds in the second round knockouts this is fourth straight knockout um you know first in the ufc obviously and uh you know he's got to keep an eye on in 2022 team, team alpha male guy too Oh, is he? Oh yep, okay. Yep. I didn't I didn't notice. So who was uh I didn't really notice them at at the corner. Was
2: it uh was it was Rye there or? Uh well Faber tested positive for COVID after he was Oh okay after he got back from Texas, so Funny. Okay. Funnily enough, it wasn't favor. Okay. So, uh, so I don't think he, I don't think he was there. I don't know if he, I don't know if he, he, he even talked about it when he was on, he was on Errol Hawani's show last Wednesday and he talked about how, how, you know, he hadn't tested negative yet. So he wasn't sure if he was going to be in the corner corner during the weekend or not, but he said he was fine. So, but yeah
1: okay well hopefully we'll see him back again soon like always like seeing him in the corner he's a real uh he's good at ringside he's uh he's a good coach you know in terms of like the in-ring like i don't know necessarily about like the getting them ready for the fights or anything but I, i'm just talking about as a corner man
2: as uh, a corner man giving you know, information giving information and all yep. that you know and pumping up his fighters yeah he's very good at that
1: yeah. And then the other main card fight, and I talked a little bit about it earlier, was uh, Bill Algio and Joe Anderson Burrito. Um, this one uh, was a close fight. Um, you know, Bill Algio got the unanimous decision um i uh did i had a 2928 for algio um i think brito was a slight favorite going in but uh, algio you know pulled out the win and then did a promo afterwards where he i don't know he called uh he's talking about giga mostly kind of wanted to fight with giga He might actually get it um you know based on what what all happened uh but uh because giga lost and algio won so um he called him a biden voter like i don't know what the hell was going on there i'm sure you probably know more about than I do, but um, other than you know, the fact that you know, I, I assume he's a Trump supporter. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say about that. I know Bill Algio has been calling. He's actually been calling Giga out for like two years, two years. So this isn't something okay. like new. New, but yeah, he does. Bill Algio does need a map because he does need to know that Giga is from the country jo- Georgia, <laughs> not the state of Georgia. So Giga. Yeah, I was wondering about that. So Giga can't actually be a Biden voter because he's not eligible <laughs> to vote in the U.S. <laughs> So I mean yeah I yeah I, you know what I, I was gonna leave that one alone <laughs> I just didn't know what the hell what he was yeah. talking about if you've ever um, seen a, if you've ever seen his social media media I don't want to talk politics but if you've ever seen his social media and and him and his girlfriends and their thoughts on everything including vaccinations and all that they're definitely on one side we'll put it to that way okay to that put it to that I, way, so. yeah and
1: and i don't like talking about politics either and you know i'm i'm in this i'm in canada so you know what do i know but um i i i saw something yesterday that just floored me i was watching a documentary a cnn documentary so you know bear in mind fake news all that right uh but um apparently you tell me if this is true and you'll probably know from experience 71 percent of republicans still in 2022 think that donald trump actually won the election and that he was robbed.
2: I, I don't know that for a fact.
1: For, okay, but does that but sound like
2: like it could be true? I was <laughs> like, I, uh, I'm just I blown know. away that <laughs> I still feel like it's high. I could see sixty percent. You okay. Know, so i Like don't know. that's just that just blows me away. Like
1: I can see you know having, you know, like fanatical, but I mean from a distance watching from a side like I just don't get it.
2: I mean, but 71 Anyways, yeah, don't want to talk 71% of Republican voters is is only about 20% of the country, so true enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: cuz yeah, they they I mean, you know, the popular vote was not even close. Um okay. So yeah, so uh yeah, tell us about this undercard. I mean, it was four decisions, but you know, pretty good fights.
2: Yeah, uh, we started off off the night uh the opener was TJ Brown uh beating Charles Rosa uh 29-28 across the board. board. Rosa took this fight on Tuesday. Tuesday late replacement for Gabriel Benitez who pulled out due to health concerns and uh, Rosa actually actually got himself a new UFC contract in agreeing to the agreeing to the fight, but hopefully hopefully they give him another shot because I mean, this was this is, you know, a lot of brown in his takedowns i gave brown all 3 rounds i could see only the i could see only the third being close because there was a lot of reversals in that but it, it was very clearly a uh, brown win um, brian Kelleher uh, beat kevin kroom unanimous decision 30 27 30 27 29 28 this was another fight that was uh, changed late in the week uh, Kelleher was supposed to supposed to uh, fight side Yokoob. uh Kokmoranov, but he was cool, pulled due to the COVID protocols and Kroom take, took the final late notice. a uh, Kelleher dropped Kroom early in the first. And Kroom was landing more but Kelleher had takedowns and top control and, you know, in the first to win the first Kroom crew, in my opinion, won the second, you know, based on his striking and striking and Kelleher got a late takedown, but it wasn't enough to win the round. But Kelleher had a dominant third round, third round, got three takedowns, had four and a half minutes of control time and threatened with all sorts of cho- chokes, chokes. Uh, Jokes. I actually had it 29-27 for Keller. I gave him a 10-8 third, third, but uh, all the media had it for him. And Solomon for Kelleher, who apparently decided to share with the world after the fight that he shit his pants before the fight. So that was nice. <laughs> or he sharted, as he said, but I mean, but yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. so he had a shitty start. Wonderful. But, uh, Uh, yeah, so, uh, see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, then we had court, welterweight fight. Court McGee, uh, scored a unanimous decision over Ramirez Brahimaj, uh, 30, 27 across the board. McGee looked great in this fight. He just was outstriking. Brahimaj got some got takedowns in every round, round, uh, was just pretty well controlled on the top, on the top. Very, very Good performance for McGee. That's two two in a row for him. So yeah. And then we ended with middleweight fight. Jamie Pickett beat Joseph Holmes on Unanimous Decision 29-28 across the board. I actually thought this was the weakest fight on the card i didn't think it was think it was a bad fight but it was just a lot of a lot of clinching and a lot of landing as they would break and then they clinch again and again and just it wasn't really exciting or super eventful but i thought it one i had it 30 i had to win in all three rounds to be honest so there was your prelims right there you got any thoughts on those not really. I mean I
1: uh you know, I like I said earlier, I gave my scores. I actually thought the weakest fight and we you know it was Kelleher Kroom, but I mean Kelleher had a great performance. It was just Kroon barely showed up. Um, and uh, I think I gave it 30-26 Kelleher as well. Yeah, I did. Um, and, uh, you know, but I mean, the, the, the these fights were all like nothing special. I was a lot more generous with my star ratings than you, uh, like I tend to be in wrestling too. Um, I didn't really have, I, I mean, the worst fight on the show was average, in my yeah. opinion. You know, nothing nothing bad. You know, I've seen some bad fights and I wouldn't call any of these bad. But no. um, yeah, it was, it was there um the performance bonuses obviously the fight of the night went to uh the main event and the two uh performance bonuses went to the two finishes really easy ones this week uh, collier and borchev so um yeah that's just the four bonuses this year so the uh days of dana being all generous and giving out six or eight are uh, probably will happen this week you know with a pay-per-view and if there's good fights and there probably will be um and if you were uh, listening to our show last week and you heard us preview this show um it probably didn't sound a lot like what the fight we (laughs) the card we just ran down because damn there was a lot of changes and you you talked about them but i mean it you know it was just everyday fights were going down, and you know changes were being made, and uh, you know it's a miracle they put together ten fights, but they did.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. like we, like I, we, no idea why they're. I don't know why they're still testing. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I mean. Yeah, I think they could change it. You know, they might only test people, people now who have symptoms come fight week, come fight week. You just kind of just don't don't know. There's, there's a lot of risk in testing everybody, whether they, you know, symptomatic or asymptomatic, what, whatever. There's a lot of risk because, because it's, you know, as we, as we all know, there's a lot of people who are tested positive for Omicron and COVID these days who have no symptoms. They just they just have it. They just have it and they don't know it because because they're not sick. So it's just but if yeah. but if you're gonna test everybody and pull them regardless of whether they test or whether it's whether it's because of the fighter testing positive or one of their corners testing positive, you know, I don't know the case. On all these ones that changed, but from what I heard, heard, like, I don't know that this is hundred percent. I just, it's just speculation, but everybody who tested positive, positive weren't showing symptoms. So, you know, it's kind of, okay. you know. And even so, even so, we we've had inconclusive tests. Tests like the Billy Algio Joe Anderson, Brito fight. They didn't even know if that fight was actually going to happen for sure until Friday morning. Jeez. So they they actually yeah, both waited One of them cleared protocols, right? Yeah, one of until till Brito actually actually passed his Friday morning test. Like when they weighed in, not actually knowing a hundred percent that their fight was going to be on. So it's just just crazy. So. So just, but that was because they Brito had an inconclusive PCR test. But anyway, anyway, but it's just it's it's the risk you're going to run if you're, you know. I I do think they need to test everybody before traveling. I think that's a smart idea. You know, you know. But once finally comes, just I don't know, test them if they're only sick sick or if you feel like you need to test them. I think just once. You know, so. Yeah, you just do a rapid test,
1: and then if yeah. you if you're positive on the rapid test, then get an actual PCR test. Yeah, yeah, um, which is you know what they're recommending now. Yeah, um, I I don't know if I told this told you this before. I I feel like I said it on on some show, maybe on my Grab a Dead show. But we had a couple of weeks ago. Um, my daughter Emily, you know she uh, she had a really bad fever. And uh, we were worried. We thought, oh, you know, maybe she's got it. because She goes to daycare and stuff. So we were, you know, checking her temperature all night and we have rapid tests. So we were going to test her the next morning if uh, if she was still, uh, you know, having a fever. So then she woke up in the morning and she didn't have a fever. So we just OK, great. You know, no, no problem. Next day. I, all of a sudden, I wake up and I got a bad fever and I'm also nauseous and I'm like, okay, I probably got it now, but, and I was going to get tested, but I'm like, no, you know what? I'll just wait. I'll go, I'll go to sleep. I'll take the day off work. So I did that, woke up, you know, later on in the day, the nausea was gone. I still had a bit of a headache, took some Tylenol by the evening. I was fine. Next day, my wife has the exact same symptoms I did. She did the same thing I did. Uh, Except she actually went to work. You know, she shouldn't have, but she did. Um, And then, you know, within half a day, it was gone. During that time, our son had come over and he was watching our daughter, Emily. He gets symptoms, except his are worse. So he gets tested. Sure enough, he's got it. And then our other daughter who was over at our place, she got it, you know, a little while after that. So, like, I'm pretty sure that we all had it, (laughs) you know, but it's just we didn't get tested. So we didn't know. And if we had got tested, then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, my wife can't go to work for two weeks and I can't go into the office and blah, 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 blah. blah. And then it turned out our daughter was actually a close contact of someone at daycare that got covid she probably gave it to them, um, but, uh, so she's actually home now for 10 days. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a kind of a mess right now, but I think as everyone gets vaccinated and everything, it'll, it'll get better. So, um, and you know, and as everyone gets it, I think we're, we're pretty close to having herd immunity at this point. Um, so yeah, so that was uh UFC fight night, hopefully, uh, hopefully next, um, Next week, you know, for the UFC 270, they, uh, you know, in California, which you know is a little bit stricter than Nevada, I think. Uh, maybe they won't do testing. I guess we'll find out during the week. But
2: it's only four main card fights right now, right? I mean, they're gonna they're gonna adjust the schedule. They haven't they haven't announced what the fifth main card fight is. Uh, though I think I have a good idea of which one it'll be.
1: Okay, um, I mean, looking at the card, I can kind of make a guess but i mean we'll get into it uh is it yeah i guess we can get we can get into this ufc 270 preview i mean it's all about the two main events um you know obviously actually it's really the one main event um Ngannou and and gone you know this is one of the biggest fights that ufc's got on the books right now um uh, maybe the biggest um nah, well I, no i yeah. mean no 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 it's uh the biggest is usman and covington right you mean covington and mazardal yeah or Maswell. Why did I say Usman? Um, it's late, yeah. But yeah, this is. Well, I guess technically the biggest. <laughs> um,
2: you know, these two
1: guys are both going to probably weigh in pretty close to two sixty five.
2: Probably the biggest um, because it's also the heavyweight title. Title. It's exactly. It won't draw the most money out of those two, but
1: no, 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 no,
2: no, no, no. Although it could do
1: well, could do well. In um, Ganu's, yeah, I mean, he's not a huge star, but you know, he's. He's a heavyweight champion, and that, that usually holds some cachet. Gone has got literally almost no name. We never did find out what that Gon Lewis fight did, but I'm guessing it was like 75,000, if that. Uh, it broke a hundred. Did you ever get a...
2: It broke a hundred. broke a hundred? Oh, Everything broke a hundred. I don't know what the exact number, yeah. but it was probably it somewhere 100. between 100 and 200. It was definitely okay. lowest All of right. the year, so...
1: Yeah, I mean and and that's for a heavyweight quote unquote title fight. Uh but you know, uh gone is the interim champion, Francis Ngannou is the heavyweight champion. Um you know, after uh knocking out Stipe and then, you know, taking, you know, the rest of the year off because he UFC didn't want to wait 1 month to uh let him defend his title. Um and uh you know, and has he signed a new contract? Nope no okay so this is I mean I guess technically could be I mean they do they, they do have the re,
2: like if champions clause or no do they not have that in UFC if he wins this fight he his contract automatically extends through the end of the year from what I've heard that's what I thought okay all right so I mean he uh, and but yeah and he 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 could wants, also, he's been he very could vocal. Also, he could also win and not fight again and sit out for the rest of the year and be gone <laughs>
1: yeah and he's talked about that because he wants to be paid more and i mean i i have to laugh at these takes where it's like wow ufc if he beats gone they're going to be forced to pay him and it's like they're not forced to do anything i mean they should and they probably will but they don't have to (laughs) i mean you know i mean if they want any credibility i I suppose but i mean you know they they really have no incentive to pay these guys any more than what they want to pay them um you know, at, at some point they have to, I, I said it again, they don't have to, but they do, you know, they, I mean, they take care of their guys, but, um, yeah, this is an interesting one and gone is, you know, somebody that obviously is perfectly fine at this point, you know, uh, to take, you know, whatever fights they give them and whatever money they decide to pay them. And, uh, yeah. And here we are, you know, it's, um, Saturday on pay-per-view at, uh, from Anaheim. So this is, uh, you know, first time in California since the pandemic, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, anything? What do you What do you guys say about this one? I mean, I, I, cl- I think I clearly favor Ngannou, but um, I I don't. You know. C- you know.
2: Anything could happen. I kind of favor Ngannou as well. I think just when it comes to the punching power, you just can't overlook. Th- yeah. Overlook that. I mean, Gone might be the better all-around fighter maybe maybe he is maybe he isn't he isn't but uh i mean like, you know until nagano you know, i mean we've seen him beat but we haven't seen him like hurt all that bad so so but uh yeah definitely an interesting fight yeah, I don't know I don't know, you know, it kinda of feels like, you know, it's not be it's not being hyped up as big as it should be and you know, Francis is here here, he's complaining about about money, but he's not doing anything to build this fight, you know, and he's thirty five no. years old. He's gonna make the most money he's made in his career for this fight because he's actually getting, you know, people pay- you get pay-per-view points guaranteed as a champion. You don't get them necessarily as a challenger. You have to have a have a certain status as a challenger to get them, but as a champion, you're getting them. So all of us complaining about, I don't want to fight for half a million. You're not, you're fighting for more than half a million this time, this time. So all you're yeah. complaining about pay, pay. And his agent is, you know, well, I don't want to really get into the details, but his agent, is a lot of the reason why you know there's a standstill you know with contracts and stuff like that that but uh ultimately i don't you know when if he wins he's going to be back for sure for sure and even if he loses i think he'll be back i think these boxing ambitions are a little overblown because honestly if he were to fight tyson fury he would get embarrassed you know what I mean Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, he'd get embarrassed by all these heavyweights. I think it's just a bad idea. And of course, you know, you're reaping they're reaping what they sow by letting Connor do the Mayweather fight. I mean, it's even to this day it's still kinda biting him in the ass with everybody. wanting to do boxing and the Jake Paul thing isn't helping, but granted if those people knew actually what Jake Paul's opponents were getting paid as opposed to Jake Paul, I mean, you know, it might be a different different story. But uh But, yeah, I mean, it's just, it feels like the hype for this fight isn't there like it should be. But uh, I think I love the fight. And I think Gon is going to win. And I think he's going to knock Gon out. I think Gon is in a similar
1: spot at this point in his career where. In Gone, was when he fought Stepe the first time. Yeah. Um, you know, so if if Gone loses, he'll probably learn from it. He'll go back, he'll you know, he's still improving. I mean, you know what's crazy about Gone? I mean, we talk about, you know, oh guy, you know, debuted in the UFC maybe, you know, like two or three years ago or something. This guy had his first pro fight like three and a half years ago. And he's fighting for the UFC heavyweight title. I mean, that's in this insane. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, he had the I think he had a kickboxing career before that, right? But yeah, um, or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, August second, twenty eighteen, he fought in TKO, fought for the heavyweight championship in his first career fight, and uh, you know, got a you know, got a first round submission, um, you know, and he was in the UFC, you know, a year later. Um, And he's obviously undefeated in the UFC and he's the interim champion you know, he knocked out Derek Lewis in his last fight. Um, And yeah, and he's a very worthy challenger. I mean, really, I mean, very clear uh, number two heavyweight, you know, at this point. Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, unless, you know, if John Jones, you know, rears his ugly head at some point in 2022, that could change. But, you know, and obviously if he comes back, he's going to jump the line and, you know, he's going to go right in there against Nganu. I I think they're probably doing Nganu Jones either way. You know, I, you know, even if Nganu loses, they probably go to that fight but um i uh, yeah i i you know it's very interesting and i think yeah i think you're right like i think at the end of the day you know he'll get more money UFC will pay him he won't get as much as he wants but he'll get more than he's getting now um he's probably gonna make you know depending on what this does he's gonna make like two and a half three million dollars for this for this fight and gone's gonna do all right too so um yeah and then the the co-main is a rematch uh third third time for these guys brandon moreno and Devonson Figueiredo. um they obviously had that classic fight at the end of 2020 that you know some people had as the fight of the year uh it was second best fight of the year on you know if, if it wasn't the best um and uh and then you know they had the rematch so this is this is the third straight fight i think for both of them right uh, yes all against each other yes. yeah is that has that ever happened Uh, off the top of my head i can't can't think of it i can't think of it no yeah like especially definitely i I could almost for sure say it definitely hasn't happened in a tight in title fights no um i think arlovsky and silva had two in a row um there's been a lot with two
2: there's been a lot with two in a row
1: yeah but three in a row is crazy but it's hard to argue doing this fight i mean you know the first one was so damn close and then the second one you know had the the submission um in the third round but it was a good fight before that um
2: and yeah and there's really not any other big names and figueredo benefit Figueroa benefited from the only other logical contender right now being injured so yeah 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 is that
1: Askaroff? no ascaroff's fighting car front pantoja pantoja yeah okay yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's the guy, you know, he's got, you know, he's got the two wins in a row. I mean, really that's, that's about the only streak going on in UFC right now. I mean, there's a couple guys coming up that, you know, have some decent runs like Manel Kopp and David Dvorak. Um, but I, you know, like the next guy is clearly going to be uh, Pantoja when he's ready. So, you know, you do this fight and, you know, and like, God, if, if uh, Figueroa wins, which easily could happen, um, you know, then what? You do a fourth fight? <laughs> Not <laughs> like, right away. I, you know, Not right away. No, no. But I mean, you probably will at some point. Yeah. Um, for sure. You know, I, I mean, it'd be like Chandler and Alvarez back in Bellator. Um, I think they had the, four fights. They only fought twice. Okay. Well, was it there? Was or is it? Um, no, Melendez and um,
2: Thompson. i think they had like at least three or four fights the only people i remember that i've ever fought four times were andre harlovsky and tim sylvia okay yeah and one at least one of those was outside ufc right yeah yeah one of those was out yeah it was like pro elite or something like that
1: okay yeah 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 oh god that that show that lost like millions Um, yeah. And then, you know, outside of those two, uh, okay. What, any thoughts on this fight?
2: Like besides what we've already said? Yeah. I, you know, I don't know that Brandon Moreno is a better overall fighter than Davis and Figueredo. I think he, he definitely had a better night in June. I I don't know how, I don't, I don't know what to think of this fight because I mean, the Figueredo that showed up in June is going to lose this fight. But he's he switched training camps. He's in he looked in fantastic shape. Shape you know this past weekend. Uh, you know, he's been training with Cejudo and the Fight Ready team. I mean, that's a complete different shakeup. So yeah, very interesting fight. I don't I really don't have a pick right now. I mean, it, my gut kinda of tells me that I think Figueredo is gonna win win, but uh yeah, I don't know right now. It's a very much like the last time, it's a very tough fight to pick pick, you know. So
1: Yeah. And I think like I'm going with my gut, and I'm going Moreno, but I could easily see Figueroa winning. Um, in fact, you know I haven't even looked at the odds, but I I assume Moreno's a favorite. Um, but it's I mean it's gotta he's, be close. He's, min- uh, he's minus uh, yeah, one
2: seventy five a- right now.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's, you know, pretty close for a defending champion that's, you know, coming off a, a finish in the last fight. But, I mean, Figueiredo had that super long streak where he just looked unbeatable. Um, and then, you know, the majority draw, uh, which, you know, I guess he would have lost if not for the penalty point, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Figueiredo so, would have won yeah, that. So,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah, it was, um, you know, it's you got these two fights and then like, man, the rest of this card... Um, you know I mean you throw a dart at the rest of these fights and any one of them could be on the main card I mean I guess Michelle Paheya and Andre Fialo has to be on the main card because it's on Paheia. the main card yeah it's um, on them, yeah yeah I, yeah I know it is I'm just saying like you know but I mean other than that like you know I, the other one that's listed right now is Cody Stamen and Sa- Saeed Nurmagomedov but I mean I guess it's got more marquee value than you know anything else on this card but um, there's really not much else on this card.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, got, you know, outside got, of the two two main events, it kind of got ravaged a little bit by you know late injuries, injuries. You lost, you lost. Mavzar Evol, Evol From the Ilya Tapiri fight. So Ilya Tapiria is fighting Charles Jourdain. I think that's the fight that ends up getting moved to the main card. That's the main card, yeah. Main card. That's what I think. Yeah, because you also lost Greg Hardy against Alexei Olenek. I mean, Olenek pulled out first, and then you had Sergei Spivak step in, and then Greg Hardy broke his finger and had to pull out, which is a shame because that means we you know we still get to see Greg Hardy again again you know he's got one fight left on his deal and you know ho- you know hopefully after that one fight it's sayonara Greg Hardy and we can be done with this experience. How long have we been saying that Yeah well I mean if he if he if he fights one more time and loses that's three in a row that's that that at that, that point he's it's done. like it, yeah. it's, it's it's not worth not worth what it, what they pay him so you know so, we also lost. Uh, Cannoneer Brunson was supposed to be on this card, right? Yeah, but they moved it to they moved it to two seventy two to have. Well, that was before they did it because a that card needed something because it was bad. Yeah. That was and that was before they added Lewis and Tuivasa. But they also needed needed the backup for just in case something happens to Adesanya and Whitaker fight week. You know, so yeah, that they had more sense. to do. That had more to do with it. You know, just covering their bases. Yeah. But there's a lot of
1: debuting fighters on this card. Eight de- debuting uh, you fighters. Know, you got the,
2: there's eight debuting yeah, Andre
1: fighters. Andre Fialo. Andre Fialo is the guy that's going to fight Paheya. That was originally going to happen this past week, and then they moved it. Uh, I guess because they wanted a better showcase
2: for Pagella, Uh COVID protocols. I assume.
1: COVID oh was it was that it yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. and then we we got our our old our buddy rodolfo Vieira, uh fighting wellington Turman on this card that i guess that would be the other possibility to be moved to the main card right i would say if it's not the um the uh, yeah. tapura but but it will be the tapura yeah probably Begea feels like the uh featured prelim for the for the uh pre, is I on espn yeah the yeah, espn yeah. prelims yeah yeah but, I mean, you know, I I don't know. I guess we should talk about these two main card fights, and then you can kind of run through the undercard. But Stamen and Nirmagomedov, I mean, neither one of these guys are ranked, I don't think. Stamen's um, like... I think oh, Stamen
2: might be. He He's not at the moment, but he's like one of those, like, if he wins, he could be, jump right back in. He's on the cuffs there. But Nirmagomedov has won three in a row. Or, or no, he's won three out of his four UFC fight, UFC fights, but hasn't fought in yeah. over a year. So, so this is kind of like, and statements trying to end a two fight losing skid. So, you know.
1: Yeah, this one, I mean, you know, he's got the famous name and um, I, I assume he's, he kind of looks a little like Khabib. So he's probably like a cousin or something, right?
2: Uh, I don't, I don't know I for they're sure. All cousins.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: I okay. I always I always feel like there's a Nurmagomedov that's an outlier, that's not a part it of might that be this group. This guy, and I all, I mean he's okay. from Dagestan, and let's see. yeah. But there's nothing. Kind of looks like him. Yeah, but I I don't know I don't know because because usually yeah. you know, usually in these on these Wikipedia pages they they mention Habib when he's associated with anybody. And there's nobody. No mention of a on okay. his Wikipedia, so I always feel like he was the outlier that's not, you know, necessarily part of that group. Either way,
1: he's uh you know, he's a guy to look out for. I mean, like you said, he's won three of four. 14. His only loss was to uh round. Ra- yeah. yeah, fourteen and two overall. Yeah yeah so this is you know and stamen needs a win and uh you know he was a guy that people a lot of people were talking about a couple years ago and then you know he had the you know he's lost the two in a row recently and then you know there's not much we can say about michelle perhea um you know he's mr entertainment you know he's he likes to fuck around and sometimes he gets his ass kicked because of it um and uh his opponent uh is andre fialo you know he's making his UFC debut but this guy's had you know a lot of big fights all over the all over the world um you know he's fought in Bellator he's fought in PFL um you know Abu Dhabi Warriors that promotion there he's coming in on a four fight uh knockout streak um you know his last four fights so you know he's got a got a lot of hype at welterweight um you know a, Pehia can't sleep on this guy. I mean, if he if he screws around like he likes to, he might get clipped.
2: Yeah, I mean, but we we've seen a lot more focus Michelle Pehia in his last couple of fights. He has, He he still had his moments where he screws around, but but uh, he's seemed to be taking it a little bit more serious lately. So so I, I think he'll take this one yeah. serious and not goof around. His last two wins have been by
1: decision. So, yeah, you never know. Yeah, he's won four in a row now, eh? Like that's sneaky, Uh, you know, or three in a row, sorry. Um, You know, he lost to Diego, but that was, uh, you know, he should have won that one. That was, uh, um, you know, a legal knee that got got, got himself DQ'd. So, Um, yeah, so, you know, four fights on the main card right now. Uh, I guess the one that's probably going to be added, you know, that you brought up, I mean, you know, Ilya Topuria is undefeated featherweight. Charles Jordan is Canadian. You know, they love their Canadians in UFC. Um, And uh, you know, and he's you know he's won two of his last three, but he's looked really really good in in his fights. Um, he's a, you know, the, he's exci- he did
2: lose. Yeah, he's an exciting fighter, and he's got a new UFC contract. Yeah. So and and he claimed that he was told this was going to be on the main card. So so you know. Okay. So. Okay.
1: That makes sense. I mean, I uh, you know he's. I mean, really looking at it, I I don't really see any better options. Um, yeah, yeah. All of these fights really have like one name people know and one name they don't know, um, for the most part. Other than like I said, the Rodolfo Velea and Wellington Terman. I mean, Terman has fought a couple times in UFC. Velea is a guy people should know but probably don't. Um, they probably if they do remember him, it's for the one loss um, that he. You know, it's, we're never going to let them forget. Um, but yeah, so yeah, to t- t- talk about these prelims.
2: Okay, so we'll start off with the prelims. Of course, uh, with all these kind of car changes, we don't know exactly yeah. what's going to be on the m- main prelims and what's going to be on the on the early prelims. And we'll skip to Puria and Jordan since we just talked about, talked about him. We assume that's going to be on the main card. But anyway, we have Rodolfo Vieira against Wellington Terman, Terman, which we talked about, uh, talked about Vieira coming on, you know, the world-class submission guy against Terman, who's had an up and down UFC career. Uh, next, we have Banaway fight, Rayoni Barcellos against the debut and Victor Henry. They were supposed to fight a month ago, but COVID, Pushed it back, so this is where it ends up. Ends up, uh, you know, both guys had a little bit more time to prepare as opposed to Henry taking the fight on a week's notice like he did. So, so, but yeah, Barcelos is a very underrated guy. Uh, we next we have a welterweight fight. Uh, with two debuting fighters, we have Jack della Madalena from this past season of the Contender Series. He had a lot of hype after his win. He had a very exciting fight on on uh the Contender Series. He's fighting uh late notice replacement, Pete Rodriguez, who's just four and in his career. So we kind of you know he's you know he's a body to fill in, but he's probably. Definitely not ready for the UFC, and but uh, yeah, but it, it might be an exciting fight. Uh, we have weight fight Tony Gravely against Simon Oliveira. Oliveira from the Contender Series this past year. Gravely's had, you know, he's two. I think he's two and two in the UFC, but he's he's you know he's shown some decent skills and all that. It should be should be a pretty good fight. Uh, we have. You know, another debuting fighter from from a contender series, Michael Morales, 12-0 and 0 against Trevin Giles. Trevin Giles is, you know, he's shown a lot of promise. You know, he's kind of had an up-and-down UFC career, but he's dropping – this fight is at welterweight. It'll be Giles' first time at welterweight. So, and Morales has – uh, you know, twelve and zero, and I think he's got a lot of finishes on his on his record. So, yeah. so. and he's only twenty two. Yeah, he's very young too. To uh, next, we have a women's strawweight fight: Silvana Gomez juarez against Vanessa Demopoulos. This was supposed to be on this card this past week, but COVID moved it. It's a fight. Uh, next, we have a lightweight fight: Matt Fravola against the debut in Gennaro Valdez. Valdez, another guy from the Contender series, but he's uh, he's ten and zero. And he's an exciting fighter. And Favola is also an exciting fighter fighter who's coming off a eight-second or a seven-second knockout loss to Terrence McKinney. So he wants to get back, you know, on the win column. And our opening fight, we have a women's flyweight fight. Uh, Kay Hansen coming back for the first time since November of 2020 against the debut in Jasmine. I think it's pronounced Jisuda Vicious. I don't think that's how you. Pronounce hey, that's it. pretty good. Yeah, so uh, oh, works. So, yeah, so yeah. Another two, contender series fighter, right? Another, I, I think I other, remember her from the contender series. Yeah, this she, year. she yeah she was on the contender series this past year. Two young prospects, so that should be a good fight. So, yeah, I mean not not the most exciting prelim prelim card, and not not the most exciting undercard overall, but you got the two title fights, and of course the big heavyweight title fight.
1: Yeah. Like you said, eight debuting fighters. Um, I think I'm just doing quick math. Looks like we got five undefeated fighters on the card, um, you know, including Cyril Gaon in the main event, um, you know, and a lot of, you know, I mean, some of these guys, like you mentioned Pete Rodriguez, um, you know, four and oh, uh, four knockouts you know, in four first round knockouts and he's only 25 years old. So, I mean, you you have no idea, you know, this guy could be, you know, like the next, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know who's a big welterweight knockout guy, but, um, you know, like he could be awesome or he could just be, have been beaten up tomato cans and he could get waxed. Like you have no idea what you're getting with these guys, but we'll find out, Um, you know, and uh, these are some of the ones where if you're betting, like you kind of, I don't. know, I kind of like on these ones to pick. Just pick all the guys you don't know because chances are a few of them are going to win. Uh, but I also lose a lot of money when I bet. So maybe
2: don't. Which is why we I stopped say. doing. Which is why we stopped doing our betting <laughs> yeah. thing because cause we were afraid yeah. of Paul losing you too much money. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I feeling, you know, if I put it
1: this way, if I had to put money on it, I would say this is probably going to be a pretty good card. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, it's not got a ton of marquee value outside of the main event, but um the uh you know the, these cards a lot of times over deliver and uh you know in front of fans in california we'll see you know and again we may not even see half these fights we just talked about the way things went this week so hopefully uh cooler heads prevail and we'll see uh, but yeah so that'll be uh you know regular start time you know uh, 6 p.m eastern five central uh three o'clock on the west coast um and uh you know pay-per-view starts at uh, 10 eastern 9 central uh, on espn plus so two
2: title fights ufc 270 and don't forget for all our listeners we will be back with a post fight oh yeah post ufc 270 post fight show uh you know available exclusively on our patreon page following the following the card yep should be we will record the moment the moment i get set up Post-fight, post-fight, yeah. and, and you know, we'll have it up as quickly as possible, you know, for everybody going yeah, to Yeah, hopefully by late, the time you guys... Will... Late Saturday night, or early Sunday yeah, morning. Late yeah
1: it might be late saturday night i think garrett's up pretty late on the weekend so if you can get it up um the uh and we're gonna have a special guest uh dean jenkinson uh who is a buddy of mine here from here in winnipeg big mma fan um you know he's got a lot of broadcasting experience so uh in terms of that he's probably got both of us beat but i think it might be his first mma podcast so but he uh you know he's done a lot of tv stuff here in winnipeg so um looking forward to that uh dean is uh Big big MMA fan, like I said, and uh, he's he's really looking for it. He's messaged me just about every day, you know, uh, asking about this. So, um, and yeah, so that'll be on the Patreon fightgamemedia.com, backslash Patreon. Uh, we'll we'll tweet out the links and uh, and we'll we'll get that up there. And then of course we'll talk about it on next week's show, but we'll just kind of do a quick rundown. If you want to get the in depth breakdown, uh, check out the uh, the Patreon. So if you're not already signed up, uh, you can you can do that now, and and you get a lot of great stuff on on there, including all of the shows on this feed have at least one show uh one monthly show on the patreon and uh and we'll we'll have at least we're pretty much going to be every pay-per-view we'll be doing a post show uh although when you're in houston we'll have to figure something out because you might not be able to do it from there but we'll we'll do something for sure yeah um, okay, so uh, that is uh, that. That's the uh, UFC 270. So we have to talk about, and you just were chomping at bits to talk about this one. So I actually had something else I was thinking about bringing up. But, I, yeah, we got to talk about Henry Cejudo because he's a bit of an idiot. Uh,
2: wait, wait a second. I had a different we had what? to talk about segment. Don't we have to talk about Cody Rhodes? No. Wait, wrong show. I'm sick and tired of Cody wrong Rhodes. Show. Wrong show. Yeah. Sorry, I thought this was a dynamite show for me sorry i had a no, throw no, ball no, there for, no. a mo- for a moment for a moment
1: well yeah because i i've been talking about cody Rhodes all day yeah but yeah. no you know what there was something else i wanted to talk about what but, was that uh, quick, quick. I, I, we go ahead. i don't, we go I, don't ahead. I don't remember i honestly don't i honestly don't remember but i do remember thinking hey we got to talk about this and it might have been the covid thing like the, yeah. the testing you yeah, know yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah i think actually i think that's what it was but yeah we got to talk about sanrio Sudo because he's an idiot
2: uh, I mean, I wouldn't call him that. I mean, he's been in the news a lot this week, uh, complaining about not getting the shot at uh, at Alexander Volkanovsky, even though he had uh, never fought that featherweight and is you know, has constantly told them for years for the past two years he's retired, retired, and more of the thing is of what I want to talk about. Suhudo was, you know, a little bit of Dana's comments. Dana talking about how, how you know, you can't just retire and then jump the line in a division you've never fought, fought in, which gave a lot of people some ammunition because they bring up Conor McGregor and George Saint Pierre, Saint Pierre. But you got to look at it at this this way: if Henry Suhudo was the draw that Conor McGregor or George Saint Pierre were, were. If he wanted this fight, he would get the fight. The problem is he's not. He's not a ticket seller. He's not a pay-per-view seller. seller I mean, whenever there's whenever there's all those sponsorships that you see that are like one fight sponsorships on the octagon mat on the post and even during advertising during the shows like they get more money on you know shows headlined by Conor and GSP than they would on a show headlined by Henry Cejudo so he really doesn't have leverage from that point point. and I did hear Henry go on MMA junkie radio saying he deserved to be paid like Conor McGregor or Jorge Masvidal he <laughs> He, I mean, I don't know what it is. He, but he's saying it because he's a two division champion. But if you look at it, like he's not a ticket seller. He's not a pay per view draw. I hate to say it, hate to say it, but it's the truth. I mean, I mean, if you look, the UFC has had three cards in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, the one with the least tickets sold was headlined by Henry Cejudo. They've had seven shows at the United Center. Henry Cejudo headlined UFC 238. It's fourth out of seven in ticket sales. His pay headline by by Cejudo against Marlon Moraes Maybe did one hundred and fifty pay per view buys. If that, yeah. If that, he's just he's not he's not a headline draw. So he won't get the same same you know things that Conor McGregor or George Saint Pierre will. It's just the truth. He doesn't he doesn't make the money like that that do. And I and I think too many people are just too blind to see that they want to keep bringing up. I mean, you've got to understand, understand some, understand the the sports and entertainment, the people who make the most money. It doesn't matter if it's MMA, pro wrestling, boxing, football, baseball, basketball, movies, TV shows, musical acts. The people who draw the most money are going to get the more opportunities. I like to point it. I like to tell people, People look at it as like you own you own a bar, and one weekend, one Saturday, you have this one this one musical act there. And the next Saturday, you have another musical act there. Maybe your second one was the better overall, gave okay, the better overall performance, but perhaps the first one made your bar more money that night. So, which one are you going to bring back first? The first one, the one that made you more money. It just makes makes complete business sense. Sure. So, so I mean, you know. We're not saying that Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie, is going to be a better business, better business than you know than Henry Cejudo, but he's also not going to cost as much as Henry Cejudo wants. So I mean, it's just it's the way it is, and and I think you know just Cejudo and everybody else who who's like they're just I don't know if I don't know if deep down they may know the reason why, but they definitely don't want to say publicly why. And it's funny because Henry's manager should be the one who understands this the most. But uh but I mean just Sehudo just he wants a lot more money than he's actually worth and there needs to be a happy medium if he's gonna come back and he really should come back and fight at Bantamweight and maybe get another win there win there and then you know and then see what happens, you know. But Volkanovski, yeah, didn't, no, I, Vol- I Volkanovski also didn't didn't want it. I think if Volkanovski wanted that fight, maybe maybe the conversation is a little different. But Volkanovski even said that Cejudo should come back and win win before you know he even talks about finding him. So so that's a whole another thing too.
1: I think I think Cejudo is a bigger name than anybody at flyweight Uh me outside of maybe Cody at at bantamweight. Aldo would be ahead of him. Um, Dillshaw, um, uh, maybe, you know, maybe Sterling, but, um, and then at, and Featherweight, I mean, Holloway is a way bigger draw than Suhudo is, I think. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of where he's at and, and, you know, for him to be, you know, I mean, he's just blowing smoke and, you know, I mean, whatever it is, he'll probably end up getting more than he's worth if he comes back. Cause you know, he talks a good game, but you know, if but put it he, this way, if gone worked as hard as he does, like he'd be a way bigger
2: star. Yeah. But <laughs> you H- know? Henry talks too much for a guy who doesn't want to come to an agreement to come back to fight. Exactly. I mean, it's yeah. it's at the point now, like like you know, Henry Sudo, We've talked about how cringy he is. It's just like it's at the point, of like like if you're not gonna come back and fight. Shut up! Stop talking about Alexander Volkanovsky. Yeah. Stop talking about P- Piotr Jan like you were today. Today, who cares? Like, like either come yeah. back and fight or stop talking. Stop talking about these guys at this at this point. There's a there's no because after this week an expression I, I love. Yeah, go ahead. Shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know. That's it. It, it just it. And he's not the only one that I feel like this. Like all the, all these guys who who turn down fights or sit out, you know, and start talking about all these guys. It's like shut up and fight, or, or you know, shut up and shut up and fight you know or don't talk you know you're starting to sound yeah. starting to sound like dana but
1: yeah but i mean now you you kind of understand how he yeah, feels you yeah you know, cause yeah he's,
2: and i'm not the and there's more to it with dana but i mean it's just yeah. like like we've been hearing henry cejudo run his mouth for almost almost two years about being the best of this better than that how could beat this person i could beat that person like like if you if you want to talk that much come to new come to an agreement with the UFC. They're ta- they've talked to you for years. I mean, you know, just every time they offer you a deal, you ask for more money, more money. They come back with more money thinking that's, that you'll agree, and then you want even more. And now you're saying you want Conor McGregor and Jorge Masvidal money when you're not even a tenth, tenth of the draw they are. You're not even a tenth of the draw that Masvidal is, let alone McGregor, you know. You're not even, yeah. you know, 5% of that. I mean, like, come on. Like, come on, you know. just Come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, um, you know, yeah. He, we want he, everybody 13 months ago. We want every, I want everybody to be paid more and I'm glad he wants to hold out to, for what is, what his worth is. But at some point, like you're, you know, at some point they, they decide they don't need you and, and then you yeah. only hurt yourself. And that in that case, you know, and everyone wants to talk about how this whole like how this whole, you know, it's not fair that the UFC freezes contracts whenever fighters retire and they don't realize that that happens in regular sports. You know, Rob Gronkowski, yep. when he retired from the Patriots, it was a big deal when he said he wanted to come back and play for the Bucks like he had to get his release from the Patriots because they still held his rights. So it's, you know, it's, you know, happens in other sports, you know, if you retire while you're under contract, uh, contract, you can't just, you know, say six months later, oh, I'm unretired and a free agent. That's not how, how it works. I mean, and that's, that's why it doesn't work in the UFC yeah. because, they, because otherwise guys would say they're retired to get, to get out of their contract, you know, after every fight, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah yeah so i mean we'll see i mean 13 months ago we talked about we we did our year-end show of 2020 and we were talking about henry cejudo like he was going to be coming back and winning a title and you know here we are you know into 2022 and he's no closer to coming back now than he was back then so he's only getting older see what happens he's 30 exactly like yeah like you know the
2: time is now honestly
1: Exactly. Yep. All right. So we got some news not a ton, but uh, we got some updates on uh, UFC 272 and
2: 273. Well, yeah, we uh, because all this stuff was announced literally the day after we last recorded. So we haven't talked about the fact that the UFC 272 main event on March 5th is Colby Covington against Jorge Masvidal. I mean, granted, it's old news by now, but but yeah, I mean, you know, so we got that. You got that you know we talked about the so no, what's I, going
1: on with uh, Ultimate Fighter I thought they were supposed to coach against each other
2: uh, it was just a rumor but uh, Dana Dana said that was a in Dana's words that was a great idea great idea it's just the timing didn't work out so which made me okay. which made me think like you know these guys wanted to wanted to fight sooner than they would have you know with Ultimate Fighter. See,
1: when we were when we were talking about possible main events, I mean, I thought of that, and then yeah. the only reason I didn't even bring it up was because I thought they were doing the Ultimate Fighter.
2: Yeah, and I was like, and I was thinking that you know maybe Connor was ready to come back, as I mentioned mentioned last week, because we talked yeah. about because we talked about last week, you know that you know that you know. I brought up that then when we were talking about the Featherweight and the Bantamweight title fights like those look like they're going to UFC 273 and we were trying to figure out what we thought was going to be the main event of of you know March 5th show which you know you know I didn't think I you know honestly I didn't think it was going to be Covington and Masvidal like I I I heard after we recorded that that was the fight but it still is like the main event but at the same time it's like you know what you know, it should. Yeah. You know, it's realistic. I mean, Masvidal is still. We still think Masvidal is a draw. This will be the proof. Proof. You know, and if Covington has has a better bump, you know, now, you know, since, you know, since the second Usman fight, you know, you know, you, this is also a fight. I mean, you could put a title fight on top, but it will it will overshadow it. It'll feel like. Demetrius Johnson fights back in the day where Demetrius Johnson was the main event main event of a card, but you had big fights underneath like a Connor fight and everybody would stick around for the Connor fight and then leave and the, the arena would be half empty for Demetrius Johnson Johnson yeah. fight. You wouldn't want to do that. You wouldn't want to put Aljamain Sterling and Piotr Jan as a main event with Covington Masvidal underneath underneath and have it completely overshadow that or anything. So I think it's the right call doing it as a main so, event so
1: yeah i mean it's you you mentioned your column it's the first non conor McGregor non-title fight that's been booked as the main event of a pay-per-view since january 2015 i assume i think that was what anderson silva and and nick diaz yep is that right Yep. yeah so uh yeah so i mean and obviously anderson silva you know long history of ufc main events um masvidal has a main event in a few any chance they bring back the bmf belt for this no no okay it's just what i thought of because i mean technically he hasn't defended it yet so they could and then you know then it's a title fight but um you know i yeah they better hope nothing happens to this fight i mean i don't you know these guys don't pull out a fight so um you know just wrap them up in bubble for the next seven weeks and send them out there
2: yeah um and this one's in vegas right yeah las vegas yeah it's kind of weird should be. yeah so. feels like it should be in Florida, but. uh Oh, Florida or New York, like for me, like, you know. One feels of like it feels like it should be in um, Miami because, you know, the whole American top team and they're both, you know, and Masvidal's the quote-unquote king of king of Miami and Covington's the Florida transplant, you know, just, you know, so. Donald, uh, Donald's going to be in Kobe's Corner? Who? <laughs> Oh, Trump. Uh, he'll, he'll be Ma- there. Ma- Masvidal's a bigger maga guy than than Colby is. Oh yeah? Yeah, you didn't know so that. So why do they hate each other so much? No, they hate th- each other because because Colby Covington got kicked out of the American Top Team and he didn't get backed by a right, right, right. by right, a right. supposed yeah, boy, right. Jorge. So he decided to talk yeah, shit yeah. about everybody. So
1: yeah, maybe we'll get Dan Lambert cutting promos for Jorge. Uh, he doesn't need anyone to cut no, promos for him. No, he doesn't. No. He doesn't need anybody <laughs> no. involved. involved. Uh. Yeah, hey speaking of speaking of Lambert. oh this was this was, and I don't think this is in your news, but I just saw this today when when we were getting ready for the show um manda Nunez is left American top team, eh
2: yeah, that was just that just came out today that's why it's not in the call column yeah. column but just yeah. she's starting her own team, yeah, I was gonna bring that up, bring that up but she's starting her own team okay. and just you know it kind of feels like you know she's getting ready I mean she's gonna fight Pei again, but I also think it's kinda it's she's getting ready for Kayla. No, I think she's getting ready to wind oh. it, wind it down, and just have oh, less, okay. have less people, less people, you know, around you know, around, yeah. around, and all that. So, but.
1: But also, I mean, if she is going to fight Kayla Harrison, I mean, you know, the Kayla Harrison is on American Top Team, so that makes sense.
2: Too. Yeah, it makes makes sense. But at the same time, that supposedly those two didn't really interact much at the gym, and it was kind of you know, okay, separated, and that's a, they, they had no problem huge, fighting. Yeah, that's a huge that's a huge facility and a lot of fighters. True, so, true. So I mean, we've there have been instances where American Top Team guys have fought before, but uh, yeah, just. But yeah, it could be, you You know, it could be, it could be, she's just doing her own thing outside of a big old gym, gym in a smaller area with less people around. And, you know, she could still work with like Mike Brown and other people like that. Who knows what's going on exactly? Just that she's just she's just that she's not doing her training camp inside the American top team gym.
1: Gotcha. So as you said, um, you know, that's we got the main event for 272, 273 is going to have the two uh, title fights, the featherweight uh, Alexander Volkanovsky and Korean Zombie and the bantamweight uh, championship between Aldermaine Sterling and Peter Yan. And as well, um, rumored, but not. Uh, signed yet is uh, Gilbert Burns and Kamzat at Which I, yeah, I
2: could actually see that, that feels being, that feels a little dangerous. I, I could see that being on a different card too. But uh, they also to okay. stack the show, and it's going to be in Jacksonville, Florida. For those Okay. For those wondering where it is. It was originally supposed to be in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, but you know, they moved it to Jacksonville. I don't know if it has anything to do with, you know, the vaccination status in Brooklyn or whatnot. But, you know <laughs> they ran they ran MSG no problem. But, you know, some of those yeah. guys weren't allowed to go to restaurant restaurants and stuff, you know, so so. Well, Jack, you know what, Jacksonville, they did
1: a nice gate uh, when they ran the first show there in April of last year. So, you know, go back there, um, you know, give them a reward, give them a nice, nice card that, and you know what, that's a, you know, especially if they get another big fight on that card, that's a, that's a pretty big card with the two title fights, not a huge marquee value, but they're going to sell out in Jacksonville. So, um, you know, it doesn't really matter what they put on top. Um, as long as it's a title fight, they should do all right. Yeah. Um. All right, and then you had a possible main event for
2: London. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Possible. Also. Uh, also, with the Covington Masvidal news, and then also, you, uh, okay. Dana. Dana did confirm. In fact, a hundred. And he used the phrase "a hundred percent." Leon Edwards is getting the next shot at Kamara Usman. So, that's all nah, Too talk. bad. Too that's bad for. This whole talk about everything, everything—that's a hundred percent. So that'll probably be in the summertime, whenever Usman, you know, d- recovers from his hand injury. And uh, there's not a, there's still that's not a hand- too bad.
1: I was really, I was really hoping Leon Edwards would get the next shot, but. Dana White saying that it's 100 percent for sure means
2: he's probably not. Yeah, we know. We all know the whole <laughs> Dana thing. But, but yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah, Dana says a lot of stuff, but I believe Dana on this one. So I don't believe okay. he's lying. Right. I don't believe he's lying. So you know, on this one, so well, I don't think he's lying. But
1: I just, I think yeah. that that's the plan right now. Yeah, I mean, changed. we
2: we had the meme. You know, Dana says a lot of things, but yeah, you know, this is. Yeah. One of, I feel like this is one of those things where, yeah, Dana says a lot of things, but this one's actually going to happen. So. So, okay, good, so. good. But uh, um, uh London, right. London card. I mean, Dana, didn't, Dana said they're coming back to London. He didn't actually give the actual date they're coming back, but it's still planned to be March nineteenth. Headliner could end up being uh, Arnold Allen against Dan Hooker. So you know, wow, so that fight is being talked about about that for that show. I don't know if it's the headliner for, or if it's not, but it, I mean, you know, it's an ESPN Plus card, so it very well could end up being the headliner big uh, big step up for um arnold allen yeah but he's 1-8 in a row and he's top 10 in 10 yeah. in featherweight so so it's it's, it's his first true. main event though yeah it would be but he deserves it yeah. so
1: yeah yeah and misha tates moving down to yeah uh, yeah weight,
2: which yeah we talked about that last <laughs> week cuz because yeah
1: so that's funny because i always think she's a flyweight and now she actually will be yeah um and oh yeah we did talk about that because yeah lauren murphy it's just like oh man i don't know who
2: i'm gonna root for i like both of them so much yeah it was um some of the stuff on the column because i write the column sunday night sunday night yeah. and, and news that breaks but between the time the column gets written and the time we do the show you know sometimes we talk about it last week so i know you have short-term and you memory got- <laughs> Yep,
1: and we got a shit ton of uh, fights made, and I oh mean, yeah, I don't know which ones you wanted to highlight, but I, I mean, I can't not talk about the one that's staring me right in the face here, Dean What's Barry up? and Mike Jackson. This is like the fourth time they tried to make this fight. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike Jackson, you know the guy that uh, we think beat CM Punk, but he didn't actually. Yeah. So,
2: are you talking about the guy who sits behind me on Meteor Row at every, every UFC yeah. show in Texas? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. That that fight's not going to happen, but anyways. It's going to happen. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> yeah. Something will happen. And it'll get postponed again. It's going to happen won't eventually. Bet? It's going to happen eventually. Oh, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why it has to be this guy.
2: Like they just keep making the same fight over and over again. Well, they owe Mike Jackson a fight, and Dean Barry is like what? He's got like four career fights, four and one or something. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's like a, you got if you're uh, gonna get, if you're gonna give Mike Jackson another fight, you owe, you got to give him somebody like Dean Barry or even this Pete Rodriguez guy we talked about earlier. So you know you can't yeah. give him. Oh, Pete
1: Rodriguez probably kill
2: yeah. him. Yeah, you can't can't give him a guy. You know you can't. Give a guy who's two who's who's a media member, who's two professional fights have been against Mickey Gall and CM Punk. So, you know, you know, you can't really say he's, give he's it.
1: on. He gets his tweets on screen more than I do. Uh, he's on there almost every week. Yeah. Mike Jackson, Esquire. Um, OK, he's an, what are, he's what a are super, some of these? Fights? He's a super nice, good dude. So, we'll say. oh, he is. He is. No, I'm just saying he's he's on there all the time. He's uh you know, he's a working media member. Yeah. Um yeah,
2: so go go over some of these big fights. Okay, so UFC two seventy one, February twelfth. got Andre Arlovski against Jared Vandera. Uh UFC Fight Night, February nineteenth is the rebooking of Joaquin Buckley against Abdul Razak al-Hassan. Uh March fifth, uh on top of Colby Covington against Jorge Masvidal, well. We have Kevin Holland in his welterweight debut against Alex Cowboy Oliveira. You also got Devontae Smith. I like that fight. Yeah, you also got Devontae Smith against Eric Gonzalez. Uh, a couple of fights for March 26 card, the Columbus card. Uh, you have Joanne Wood against Alexa Grasso. Uh, Matthias Nicolau against David Dvorak. And Nate Landwehr against Lerone Murphy. Uh, That's US- not Lauren Murphy. This is Le- Lerone. Different, different. Lerone, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, UFC 273, April 9th, on top of the two. Uh, title fights we talked about uh, three other good fights for that card uh, Yarzinho Rosenstruik against Marcin Tibera, uh Mackenzie Dern against Tisha Torres Kelvin Gastelum against Nasardine Imov. so there's some good good mm-hmm. fights on that show and then the, the last fight I want to point out there was like 25 UFC fight announcements this week this week uh, 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 April 23rd UFC fight night you're, uh, cl- one of our favorites Clay Guida you know, back again against Claudio Puelas. And then a fight not listed in my column because it was announced today. Uh, May 13th, Bellator in London. Uh, Yaroslav yeah. Amovov uh, defending the welterweight title against Michael Venom Page yeah I had
1: uh I had the card up here but they only sent it to one of my email addresses and I've got my other email up here but yeah the um it's just the one fight announced so far but they say it's gonna be a stack card um but yeah that's an interesting one um you know uh, MVP going for the title for the first time and undefeated uh champion uh, that could be pretty big for them they, they'll probably do a nice gate. In London anyways. Nobody'll watch it on T V, but might do okay over there. I don't know what their T V numbers are over there, but they seem to concentrate on that market a lot. Um, so yeah, so that's it um for the uh for the fight announcements. Uh the only other one that I have note for me was the Mickey Gall, Mike Malott fight. I'm always interested in watching Mickey Gall. Yeah. Um we talked about C M Punk earlier and yeah. obviously he's the guy that fought C M Punk. And
2: that's another yeah. Um so that's, yeah. a, that's another UFC two seventy three in Jacksonville fight. So
1: yeah, Jacksonville for some reason feels like a great place for hey, maybe seeing Punk will be in, go, go there and watch the fight.
2: Told Moxley um, to go, told Moxley to go. So, yeah, he's a big fan. There you go. We, there you we, go. Yeah, we'll we know see he's Moxley a big fan, again yeah. soon. I think we know he's a big fan. Yeah. Told him to go Jacksonville, probably be a safe place for him. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah, April 9th. Um, all right. So, yeah, it's a week after WrestleMania, I think. Um, okay. So, that is going to do it for this show. Uh, it's been a hell of a show. We had a lot of news. We went a little longer than we normally do, but that's fine. Uh, just a little bit longer. Um, and, yeah, so we got the big show, UFC 270. Or two, Come join us for the post show on the Patreon, fightgamemedia.com, backslash Patreon. Ryan and I will both be tweeting out the links a few times on uh, on Fight Night. So uh for Ryan,
2: I'm Paul. Ryan, take us home like you always do. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Enjoy the fights this weekend and have a great week. Later.